It is my 22nd birthday. Things I have learned by 22. This is just something I'm going through and it doesn't dictate my worth. That's a huge lesson I learned. Yeah, it hurts and it hurts a lot, but like you will always be okay. No matter how dark life gets, you have the power to get through it. It's time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty centers one flaw at a time. And today, it's my birthday. <laughs> well, when you guys are listening to this, when this episode came out, September 24th, it is my 22nd birthday. So with that being said, I thought I would do an episode all about the 22 things I have learned by 22. So, you know, I was originally going to make it 21 things I've learned being 21, but I thought I'd throw an extra one in there. So now we're doing it as 22 things I've learned by the age of 22. Um, I really wanted to sit down and kind of think, you know, reflect back on my life. I feel like I've done so much learning these past couple of years. So a lot of the bulk learning has come from that. I feel like you go through so much change in your early 20s. I feel like 20s, you know, are such an interesting time for a lot of us where we feel very lost um, or we're going through a lot of change or a lot's going on in our lives. I definitely want to make a whole episode about navigating your 20s or feelings that lots of people have in their 20s um but I do feel like I've done so much learning recently and I'm not always the best with like sitting down and writing my thoughts out but what, what I am good at is sitting down and talking about my thoughts so I have a full list here of all the things that you know I felt like are really important lessons that I've learned by 22 and I thought I would share them with you guys I can't believe I'm turning 22. I feel like I'm still, I don't know, like 18, 19. It's so weird. Aging is weird. And you like don't feel, I feel like as you get older, I think this is what people mean by like you start feeling less and less the age that you are. Um, and it's funny because growing up, I wanted to grow up so bad. Like as a kid, all I wanted to do is be an adult. I was like eight years old pretending to be a teacher who had a full-time job. I had like a key card to my bedroom door. Like I always just wanted like a big girl job. I wanted to like do my own thing, have my own schedule. Like I always wanted to be a grown-up and now that I am like I love it um, but it's interesting because I was like always chasing this and I always felt a lot older than I am in a way. So even though I don't feel like I'm 22, I feel like I also where I'm at in my life, I almost feel like I'm like 26, 27. It's funny because the other day I actually asked you guys on Instagram how old you thought I was because I posted like a photo saying like first day of school because I just went into my fourth year of university and a bunch of you were like wait I thought you were like 26 like how old are you so then I posted a, a thing on my Instagram story asking you guys how old you thought I was and some of you were like 26 27 30 when I saw 30 I was like you've got to be kidding me but a lot of you told me that you know you look up to me or like you look at me as your older sister or you just thought I was a lot older and I think it's just the way I act it's you know I think um even growing up making YouTube videos like I talked a lot on camera I presented myself in a certain way I've always been told I'm like an old soul in a young body um I've always told I'm very mature so I don't know I feel older but I also feel younger it's a weird thing but anyways I don't want <laughs> to 
take too much out of this podcast because I have a lot to talk about today. So I have my full list written down here. So let's just start going through it. So number one, I wrote down to stop letting my appearance dictate my self-worth. So that's a huge lesson I learned in like the past almost decade of my life. I started developing acne around 13 and since then it was a really big part of my life in the way that it really affected my self-confidence. It really affected, you know, how I saw myself and my worth. I always, you know, questioned if partners could love me or if people could look at me with love um, or if people just looked at me in disgust or if I was even capable of loving myself. And, you know, I've really come a long way in my journey these past few years where I found a place of comfort in my skin and I'm able to navigate you know when my skin gets bad a lot better and not take it so much as like a personal attack on myself and just realize that this is just something I'm going through and it doesn't dictate my worth. I have been shown by partners and friends and family that you know the way my skin look doesn't affect how they view me you know they love me regardless my work ethic doesn't get changed because of my skin you know my brain my studies my academic accomplishments, my accomplishments with this channel and my business, you know, none of that gets diminished because I have acne. And I think so many of us put so much pressure our whole lives because it's what we're taught, right? It's what we see growing up on TV. It's what we see in all the magazines that you're worth comes from what you look like and I think especially when I was younger going through middle school high school I think it's very normal to go through those periods in school and really think that everything is about how you look and that is such a big part of like your self-worth and your identity and as I've you know entered my 20s um, it's become more and more apparent to me that how you look really is not that significant. You know, I think as long as you're healthy, literally what it comes down to, as long as you're breathing, as long as you're able to use your body to live and do life, that is what the most important thing is. And the way that your brain is, that your personality, the way we're able to learn, um, that is what you get out of life, you know? And at the end of your life, you don't want to be sitting there realizing that you wasted so much time sitting in a room, like a closed room, because you were insecure about your body or how you looked. Because at the end of the day, we all get older, our skin changes, our bodies change. And if we spend our whole lives chasing this idea of the perfect body or the perfect look, or trying to, you know, correct our insecurities into loving ourselves, we're never gonna get there. So I think I've learned so much about um, really appreciating the journey of self-love, practicing that every day. You know, I've made it a daily practice to tell myself something I love about my skin today, um, to make sure that even on the days that I get down on myself, what can I do the next day to make myself feel better, right? Because we're all going to have bad days, but not base my whole entire worth on my self-appearance. And I think as a woman in her young 20s, um, I'm really happy that I've come to that conclusion because I think a lot of us especially women in our 20s, we really struggle with that self-image because of how we look. Because especially with the internet now too, there's so much of this comparison and everything like that. So that's the first thing for sure. Number two, friends come and go. Friendships in your 20s are tough. Less is more. This is what I wrote down. So I have really learned some big lessons about friendships these past couple years. I think transitioning from high school to university, that was a big step uh, because, you know, you grow up with these people that you've gone to school with maybe your whole life, maybe four years, five years, whatever it is, a significant amount of time. And when you're in school together every day, you know, you're seeing each other every day, you have common interests and it's really weird when you go off graduate high school and you all kind of go off in different directions because you see really quickly how you 
can very easily drift from people. Um, and the second thing is I found a lot of people that I was friends with were still stuck in that high school mentality. And I know everyone, everyone says that, and maybe I'll do a full episode about that. Um, but I really had to choose to disconnect myself to be able to remove any toxic friendships and be able to, you know, move on to the next stage of my life. And that was really hard for me because I have a really hard time with friendship breakups. Um, they affect me a lot and they're hard. They're hard to go through, especially when someone was a really big part of your life that you were super close with. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're strangers again. And I've gone through quite a few friendship breakups and it's not easy in any way, shape or form, whether it's from one person or the other, like even ones that I've cut off myself, it's still hard to let that go. Just like with a breakup, like a relationship breakup, it's the same type of feeling. And the thing is, you know, people really come and go in your life. And I've always had a really hard time with change and letting people go. But I think what I've realized these past couple of years is just because you were friends with someone for like 10 years doesn't mean that they, you know, are going to be that present in your life all the time. There might be someone who you met a month ago that, you know, you feel closer to. And that is okay because I think your 20s are such a dynamic time when you have so many different interests, you're changing, you're like moving around, trying different jobs. Like so many of us are all over the place. And I think it's fine to be fluid like that um, and accept that, you know, friendships will come and go. Not everyone is going to be your BFFL and all of that. So that has been something, a hard learning lesson, but I've also, you know, really learned a lot about that for sure. And to not take it like so seriously and to just enjoy the people I have in my life for the time being and not be so stressed about like okay but what happens when we start drifting or going separate ways and that that's okay and that's that's part of life but there's obviously still going to be the friends that are there throughout your whole you know journey and um, maybe you check in with them every now and then maybe you still see them all the time but they are going to stick around a lot longer than others and I think that's just like part of being having friends in your 20s, you know? Number three, the world is what you make of it. I think a lot of us, you know, put a lot of our misery almost on the world and being like blaming the world for our problems. And obviously there's a lot of situations that we cannot control, right? I think especially in your 20s, you know, you don't have all the control. This is when you maybe start just being independent. I don't want to keep relating it back to my 20s, but you know what I mean. Like, this is a big learning lesson I've learned because sometimes I would often blame the universe for my problems. And what I've really realized recently is you may have problems in your life. And yeah, the universe might have given you these problems, but it's really up to you what you make of it and what you kind of move forward from there with. And that's why I say the world is what you make of it. If you want your world to be a happy, positive, loving growing space you can make it that but it's really about an attitude and it's really about how you approach life and you approach problems and you approach situations because bringing it back to my journey with acne right like that was and it still is a very tough thing that I'm going through because it's very challenging mentally it affects my confidence affects you know my physical because it hurts and it, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone to have like severe cystic acne. So it's definitely not easy, but it's the way that you handle it. And I have chosen to look at it with a positive perspective and make the best of my situation. And I'm really happy that I've been able to learn that by 22 because I think it's a really important life lesson for me to really look at any positive, see things, you know, as they are, right? Like acne, yeah, it's not great. It doesn't look great. You know, it hurts all of this. 
but still make light of the situation and kind of being a realist with things, but still a little bit of the glass half full person. So that is definitely a really important thing that I'm very grateful that I've learned. Of course, I've had to go through some hard times to get here, not only with my scam, but also just in life um, and more personal things. But I definitely think that everything happens for a reason and you really have to make the world what you want for yourself. And you really have to focus back in and realize, okay, what can I control in these situations? And how can I make my world a better place for myself? Number four, people will doubt you in your work because of your age. And this one I've learned I think I started learning from a very young age, from the age of 13 when I started my YouTube channel. Um, people always, you know, doubted my work and even being in STEM as a woman, you know, being in chemical engineering, I'm always doubted. Um, I think I faced some of that, you know, just because it's a more dominant field. That's just kind of how it is. But I also think for how young I am, a lot of people get shocked that I am only 22 and then instantly you know, my credibility can get cut or they assume that I don't know as much as I do because I'm so young, especially in a business setting. Um, whenever I'm talking business with people, sometimes, I'm not going to say everyone, but sometimes because of my age, people start to not maybe believe me as much or take me seriously. Now, the people that really do see your value are the people you should keep around. There are many people who I have been so surprised that have just instantly, you know, given me the time and um, appreciation for my work no matter my age and that those are people that I keep very close because those are people that see you know your true potential and I, I love that. Number five, change is good. It is scary but good. I learned this because two years ago I went through probably the most change I had ever gotten in my life. To give you like the quick brief breakdown. I came off hormonal birth control, which that caused a lot of change in my emotions, my hormones. I felt like a completely different person on birth control. So when I got off of it, I was like, okay, now like we're getting back into the groove. I'm getting my body back. I'm getting myself back. Um, shortly after that, I went through a breakup from a long-term relationship. And that's obviously very scary. That's a lot of change. You know, when you've been with someone, then you're navigating the world alone. After that, I ended up getting two new jobs. I quit the job that I was at for four and a half years. You know, something I was very comfortable with. School had changed up. My content changed up. I had moved out like so much had gone on in that year. It was insane. Um, I started a skincare brand that I was working on. Like I could never imagine that that much change had gone in my life. There was a lot, you know, of hard things that I had gone through in my personal life, but there was a lot of change. And I remember at the start of this, I remember even when I, before even moving out and once I did move out, I thought back and I was like, wow, like even just a few months ago, if I had thought of where I am right now, I would have felt so scared at just the idea of being alone, you know, not being in a relationship anymore, being independent, moving out, all of that. Like it would have terrified me. And the crazy thing I learned is you really need to be accepting of change and kind of allow it into your life with open arms. As scary as it is, you have to allow it because it can honestly be for the better. And I grew so much. I learned to love my independence and you know be more accepting of change and kind of accept that life you know goes through these ups and downs and you can be have some really really great amazing moments that won't last forever and just cherish those memories right and kind of move with those movements and once you start to kind of open your mind up to that you won't be as scared of change that's one thing I felt because I was always trying to hold on to moments I was always trying to hold on to the life I had at certain points but it's like you can't get anywhere if you're not willing 
to change or allow life to kind of move with you. So I'm really happy that I've been able to kind of overcome a little bit that fear of change. You know, I'm still working on it, but I've definitely, I'm a lot more comfortable with it. And now it kind of like excites me, you know, like change excites me. And, um, I'm able to accept it with a lot more open arms. Number six, you will always be okay. No matter how dark life gets, you have the power to get through it. I wrote this down because there's been a multitude of times in my life in my 22 years where I have been in a place where I feel like it can't get worse. Um, one example, of course, is with my skin. Last year, my skin was the most inflamed it's ever been. Every spot on my face was covered in like very deep, painful cystic acne. And I would look at myself and I think, how is this ever going to get better? When is this ever going to heal? Because it just keeps getting worse. And I can tell you sitting here a year later that I was okay and I fought through that and I kept a smile on my face and I had the power to get through that and when I have bad days with my skin now I always think back to that girl because I'm like she did that she like kicked acne in the butt she kept a smile on her face the whole time when she was at a really dark time in her life with her skin so if she got the power to go through that, I will literally be okay with anything that comes at me. Number seven, breakups are a blessing in disguise. I think when I was in high school, I viewed heartbreak as like the worst possible pain because it sucks. It really, really sucks. And when I went through that breakup that I mentioned, um, when a lot of change was going in my life, my eyes were like opened up to the fact that breakups are really a blessing in disguise because let me put it this way. You're with someone and if you break up with them, it's either because let's say they are your person. You know, you break up for a reason. There's things you need to work on. And if that person is meant to be your person, I promise you life will bring you back together because that's just how the universe works. I, I, that's how I believe it works at least. If they're not your person, then thank God you broke up. Am I right? Like, yeah, it hurts and it hurts a lot, but like you will be fine. Um, and I think that's one thing that I've learned I'll kind of tag this on here, but time is also such a blessing and time will fix all things. When you're going through a really, really hard time and you just feel like it can't get any worse, just remember that in a few months from now, a year from now, you won't feel that same pain. You just have to let that time go. And sometimes, especially after a breakup, that time feels like an eternity and you feel like you'll never feel better. But then two weeks goes by, three weeks go by, a couple months go by and you're like, oh, you just like, forget that you even were feeling sad and you're just like oh I feel great you know so for me I view breakups really differently now and if I you know were to experience something like that again I wouldn't feel so much pressure from it and I would you know kind of just let it happen because if you go through that it's to learn more about yourself I think you can learn the most about yourself and grow the most as a person after breakup so just if you are going through that or are scared of breakups just try to think of that perspective a bit more and that's something that's really helped me and now I truly view them as something that's good rather than bad number eight work towards your passion do not get stuck in something you dislike just because you feel pressured to so I've had this fear my whole life about like getting stuck with something that I don't enjoy um and I think the biggest thing that scares me about this is like a job I don't like. Um, I'm a very entrepreneurial person. I love working for myself. I've been, you know, growing this business since I was 13. I'm a very motivated person, but I've also had many interests in my life. And one part, I feel like one, you know, lifetime ago, a <laughs> part of my life when I was younger is I played piano for nine years. Ask me to play piano for you now. 
couldn't do it. You know why? Because I blocked all of that out. I moved on from it. I was really invested in piano and you know, I feel so bad because my parents invested so much time and money and so much money into piano for me for that many years, but I simply just wasn't interested in it anymore. I didn't have passion for it. I just lost it. And I think I felt pressured to continue with it because of how much time not only I invested but you know all the efforts my parents put in to give me these piano lessons that they thought I was absolutely loving and how do you tell someone that's just spent so much money for all these years that you don't want to do it anymore and that's all going to go to waste. But I really learned from that that no matter what, if something doesn't feel like right and you're not happy in a place, even if it's for financial reasons or whatever it is, like try your best to get out of it and find your passion or work towards it. Now I'm not saying quit your job and work on your passion. You can work on your passion while working a job. Like for me, I've, I'm still in school right now. I'm finishing off my degrees while I'm doing content creation, all of that. So I'm working towards my passion and I still have these commitments to school that I have to make. Um, but you know, if you feel stuck in something because you have to be there, you know, try to find that passion that you can also work on that will kind of fuel your energy as well. Nine, stop fearing judgment, fear regret. I think throughout life, especially from our teenage years to our 20s, we fear so much judgment from people you know there's so many eyes on us I feel like like friends family like everyone's like waiting like okay what are you gonna do with your life now <laughs> like 20 um and I think a lot of us fear that judgment from people and I actually did a full podcast episode I think it was podcast 17 where I talked about how to go from fearing judgment to fearing regret and every time you feel afraid of being judged I want you to ask yourself if I don't do this thing that I'm afraid to be judged over am I going to regret it in the future? If the answer is yes, do it. Forget about the judgment. Switch your mindset to fearing regret. For me personally, when I started my YouTube channel, you know, um, or even social media, I'm so happy that I didn't let that fear of judgment from the bullies at school or people who would make comments about it get to me because I would have regretted not being where I am today. I would have totally regretted that. So, that's one thing that I learned from a very young age and kind of stuck through it. You know, I was 13 and I was just like, fuck them haters, I don't care. So um, that's definitely a really important life lesson I've learned. Number 10, you don't need to go to post-secondary as someone who's taking a dual degree. <laughs> so I'm currently taking a dual degree in chemical engineering and business operations management. And I have always been a very academic person. My whole life I felt very academically validated. That's how I got my validation from was high grades. You know, if I wasn't acing every test, I did not feel good. I did not feel worthy. I did not feel confident. And I was very studious, but I also was very inclined to school. Math came easy to me. Physics came easy to me. Chem came easy to me. But like I definitely put in the work. So I didn't just like, I didn't just like wake up and know all this stuff. But I always got high grades. You know, I was the valedictorian of my high school. And when I went to university, the first year was great. I was still getting a 4.0 GPA but in second year that's when I actually went online because of COVID and I think that's when I got like my first I don't even know like a B minus or C and it like ruined me I felt like okay if I don't have these perfect grades who am I you know like who who even am I anymore so I really now I do not rely on academic validation anymore. I do not. If I do, go, like, I obviously am still dedicated to school. I like doing well in school. I think everyone likes doing well and getting a high mark. But I don't, you know, destroy my brain and, like, 
make myself so anxious and have these panic attacks because of my marks anymore because I realized there's just so much more to it and you know being employable is so much more than just having a high GPA it's really experience that gets you there I'm not saying fail all your classes but you know a healthy balance is definitely important and the reason I say you don't have to go to post-secondary school is there's so many ways to achieve your goals without a degree now of course if I want to be an engineer I have to get an engineering degree the reason I'm literally taking this degree right now but let's say you know you want to be an entrepreneur do I think you have to go to business school no I've learned more from running my own business um, working on being a content creator than I have from my business degree but let me tell you when people say oh yeah I'm not gonna go to school I'm gonna work on my own thing I think that's totally fair and totally possible but be ready to put in the same amount of time and effort you would in school so I always have this four-year rule right if you're telling me I'm not gonna go to school I'm gonna work on my own thing okay I want you to work at it for four years Give it four years of your energy, your time, making no money off of it, just pouring money into it the same way you would do in school. It's an investment. And then we'll see where you are at. Because a lot of people just go in, they're like, I don't want to go to post-secondary, I want to do my own thing. And then they'll like do it for a couple months and then they see no monetary gain. They're like, oh, like it's not working. Put in the time. You know, I didn't start like making a profit off my content creation and making this into a business until like four-ish years ago. So the first like, I don't even know, five, six years before that, it was just work, 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 posting three times a week on YouTube, being super consistent and not seeing a dime off of it. So you have to be willing to put in the work, but I do believe now you don't need to go to school to be successful. Whereas when I was younger, I definitely thought the you know, epitome of success was going and getting an education. And that's probably because I was so ingrained of having that academic validation. Number 11, independence. Solo traveling is so fun. So as I talked about earlier, you know, being more comfortable with change, I started to also enjoy my independence. Now, when I first moved out, I had a friend over or like plans every single night. Like I hated being alone. I truly did not like being alone. And as time went on, I really started to appreciate my independence a lot more. More, to the point where you know I enjoyed having a night to myself I enjoyed going on a date with myself and just grabbing a cup of coffee or studying alone or just watching a show alone whereas before like I didn't like being alone you know I was always wanting that you know social battery recharge from other people that's how I got my energy and last year I did a lot of solo traveling which I would always find terrifying to just get on a plane and go to like different city but now I love it and of course you know friendships are so fun boyfriend trips are so fun but traveling alone is also so much fun and it's the fact that you can do anything you want with your day which is so cool like you anything you want to do you can go do it you're not relying on anyone's schedule it's just you and you get so much time with yourself to really reflect and it's a true like break from reality and break from you know your life at home and I really enjoy it you know I don't know if I do it for like a long time um I know some people do like Europe trips and stuff alone I think that's so baller but I definitely enjoy like a three-day, five-day trip alone every once in a while. And it's been a great way to kind of teach me more about independence and I'm happy that I've been able to embrace that a bit more. Number 12, the only person who truly has your back is you. And I keep learning it. <laughs> now, this is one that, you know, I feel like I keep learning and then I forget it real quick and then I keep learning and forget it real quick. I'm a very trusting person. I trust someone so quick and I always think, I always, you know, think, the best of people. I think people have my best intention at heart. And let me tell you, not everyone does. And even when you think they do, you have to just remember no matter how loyal and how much someone cares about you and how they truly, and they may have your best intentions at heart, 
the only person that is truly, truly there for you and will always have your back is yourself. You are with yourself 24-7, okay? And you better make that a good relationship to be with because you're with yourself all the time, right? But you have to really look out for yourself and have your own back. I'm not saying don't be trusting of people, but I've really learned to kind of be a little more reserved and I don't want to not give people an open heart and be trusting of people just because I've been like scarred so many times by people who have misused my trust or have not had my best intentions. But you just have to remember that you can be trusting of people, but still in the back of your mind, remember you are the only one who really has your own back. Number 13, you are not owed anything. And what I mean by this is I think what I've been seeing on social media lately is that, and even just in person, I think a lot of people nowadays, and maybe this has been a long thing coming, but I've just started to notice it now in this year of being 21, people think that the universe, the world, society owes them things, you know, whether it's getting paid, a job, happiness, opportunities. And I truly think that the world owes you nothing and you are owed nothing. And I think when you think like that, it's it makes you appreciate things a bit more. And for example, like my TikTok and my social media pages, I try to have a very realistic mindset that this could all be gone tomorrow. And as morbid as that sounds and as scary as that sounds for me because this is my job, it could very well be gone tomorrow. All things are temporary. And I have to remember that I am not owed anything, you know, by my work. I'm not owed to be paid. I'm, you know, all of these things. Do I deserve it? Sure. <laughs> I deserve to be paid for my hard work, but I'm not owed it by the universe. And that's one that I'm still like working through because there's a lot of thoughts there, but I definitely needed to write that one down. Number 14, happiness and confidence is a choice. And I truly, truly believe this. I used to really let my confidence and my happiness be really dependent on what I was going through, how I looked, you know, certain physical aspects or academic validation, for example. If I got 100% on a test, I was happy, I was confident. If my skin was clear, I was happy, I was confident. If I had a good outfit on, I was happy, I was confident. You know, the list goes on. And I really have started to learn to be happy and confident, even in the times that things might be going a little south. And the reason for that is because it's really about an attitude switch and a perspective. And I truly think it's a choice because you can wake up and choose to be happy and you can wake up to choose to be confident. Some days it might be a little harder, but it's the same type of mentality as you choosing to go to the gym or you choosing to eat well that day or you choosing to study or go to work. It's the same type of choice and that's what makes it hard is it's hard work to be confident and it's hard work to be happy. But if you can work on that every day, I truly think it is a choice and it's not just a um, outcome of your circumstances. Number 15, school or work shouldn't determine your worth. Now I kind of touched on this already about my experience with academic validation, but I truly think that your job, your status, you know, Although society places so much of our self-worth on that, it shouldn't be like all of it. The same way that your appearance shouldn't be all of it. Your work in your school um, shouldn't be all of it. You know, I think your self-worth is definitely like a composition of everything and it's more about the overall picture. But just because you did bad on one test doesn't mean that you're a failure. You know, you just gotta get up and do maybe better on the next one or look at your circumstances for when you were in that test. And as long as you work hard, I think your work will be paid off. I don't put up with slackers though, like people who are like, oh, I just like the profits, like whatever. 
work harder, <laughs> you know? But some classes, you know, or some like work stuff, that's just how good it's gonna get, even if you put more work into it. So I've really tried to learn that that's not a tr like always a true reflection on, on my self-worth. Number 16, you can say no. Oh, I have such a hard time saying no to people. It's crazy. Like people ask me for a favor or ask me to hang out or give them my time. And I am probably the busiest person I know. I work full time as a content creator. I I'm taking a dual degree in school. I'm working on launching a skincare brand right now. And I'm not saying any of that as like a pity party. I love what I do and I'm so grateful for my life. But I just have a very hectic schedule and a lot to do. But I have such a hard stinking time saying no to things. Um, and it really bites me in the butt sometimes because I'll say yes to too many things and then I'm sitting here like, why the heck did I say yes to all this? Because I physically do not have time to accomplish them. So I really started trying to focus more on saying no to things and prioritizing me and what I need to get done. And I also have to realize that if I have certain goals in mind that I want to get done, I have to be able to say no to certain things and put myself first because I need to prioritize my own goals. Because unfortunately, like everyone around me yes they're going to support me but they're not necessarily going to get me to my end goal or any of my goals so I really have to be kind of picky more picky with what I say yes to and I'm really trying to work on that it's definitely something I've learned a lot about but there's still a lot of progress that I can make there 17 FOMO sucks but you should prioritize I get the worst FOMO and I think this is why I also have such a hard time saying no to things especially like plans parties hangouts trips all that I'm like yes yes let's do it because I love a good time but if I don't go I get such bad FOMO but then if I do go I'm like shit I don't have time for all the stuff I need to do so I've really tried to prioritize things and kind of accept that I can go out you know, have a good time for two hours and then come home, get a good night's rest and wake up early and start work. Because I work every weekend and although, you know, I sometimes get the phone when my friends are like, what, you're going home already? It's only like midnight, whatever. It's like, yeah, like I came out, I had fun with you guys. Trust me, I want to stay longer because I don't want to miss out on anything because I'll get super bad FOMO. But I also have priorities and goals that I need to stick to and that's also just been a life lesson of me putting myself first more and being able to say no and realizing that, you know, I'm not going to miss out on like the craziest things ever and if I do, you know, they, they have videos or stories to tell me and it's not that big of a deal. So that fear of missing out has been something that I definitely need to work on more on but it's definitely been something that I've also been learning throughout throughout my time. Okay, number 18, get rest or your body will force you to get rest. Oh my gosh, the amount of times I push myself to my limits and then I get sick because now I know, now I know the cycle. If I don't get enough sleep, I instantly get sick and guess what? Then I can't do anything. So I have really started prioritizing my sleep more and learning that that is number one. If I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm not going to be able to function right, I'm going to get sick, and then I'm not going to be able to work. Because doing what I do as a content creator is really hard to do when you're sick. If I'm sick, I cannot sit here for an hour and talk. I can't sit in front of a camera and film an hour makeup tutorial or film a TikTok and be all enthusiastic when my nose is dripping or I'm coughing, you know? So I've really learned that Sleep is number one because if I don't take the breaks and the rests when my body's asking for it, my body will force me to take a break and be like, sit your ass down. You're going to be sick for a week. You're going to lay in bed for a week because you didn't listen to us in the first place and you didn't let let yourself rest. So I'm really trying to find more of that balance and not just work myself to like the point where I get sick because 
I do it too much. Last year, I think I did it like six times and it was so bad. So now I'm like, no more, no more. Number 19, you will get to where you need to be. I've always had this fear that I'm like running out of time or um, I need to work harder or faster because if I don't, I'll miss an opportunity or I won't get to where I want to be. And that's also made it really hard for me to be a decision maker. I'm very indecisive. The reason being is I'm like, okay, well, if I make this decision, you know, it's kind of like that fork road where you're like, if I take this path or this path, like where will it take me? And although I think life can take you in many different directions based on the decisions you make, I truly believe in that. But I think the things that you are destined to do, the positions you are destined to be in, the opportunities that are truly supposed to be yours, you will get to. And if you picked maybe the wrong road here, you'll just get to it 20 years later rather than five, you know, but I think the things that you are meant to do, you will get in the right place in the right time. And one really hard learning lesson that I've had to deal with this with is when I started my YouTube channel, I was always thinking, why am I not, you know, getting more views? Why am I not getting more eyes on my channel when I'm putting in so much work and I felt so defeated to the point where I wanted to quit it all. And even now I'm like, I put in all this work, you know, and obviously 13 year old me would be so incredibly happy and thankful for everything I have now and would just be like an utter shock. But you know, obviously that goalpost goes up as you move up. And I often think, you know, I put myself in the situation. I'm like, if I, let's say, had a million followers right now, or if I had 10 times more brand deals, or if I had another brand I was working on, which I want to do in the future, how would I have finished school? You know? So then my goals would have had to shift. I would have had to shift a bit of my priorities. And although right now I feel like, oh, school, I just want to finish it. It's still one of my goals to finish it. I started this thing off. I want to get this dual degree and I'm going to do it. So you have to really learn to appreciate that things come at the right time. And although, you know, maybe I want more for my business and I want to reach more of my goals, Maybe right now would not be the right time to have that many eyes on my content. Maybe it would be too much to be able to balance with school. So I often have to reflect and be like, you know what? I'm grateful for what I have and I have what I have right now because this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm putting in the work and this is where I'm supposed to be. And that's a really important thing. And I'm so happy that I'm kind of learning that and looking at life through that perspective because otherwise you keep disappointing yourself. So put in the work and then be grateful for what you got. Number 20, you can do anything at any age. And I really truly believe this. I remember working at my nine to five job that I had last year in oil and gas. And whenever I would talk to people about being a content creator and having like this side hustle, they would always be like, that's so cool. I've always wanted to work on a business. And it was typically like, I don't know, people in their twenties, people in their forties, fifties, whatever it is. And I really truly believe that you can do anything at any age, you know, I think this is the situation where people say age is just a number because you can start a business at 50, you can start a business at 60, you can start working towards your passion at any age. I started working out my passion at 13. A lot of people doubted me for that. A lot of people thought I was silly, what I was doing was just a joke, that I was just being funny and making random little videos in my room. When I was starting a business, I truly you know, took it very seriously. And I was only 13. You see all these kids on Shark's Den and that's the wrong one. Shark's Tank and Dragon's Den coming up with these 
really cool innovations and businesses at like 8, 10, 12, 14, 15. Like it's crazy. You can be any age and start working on your passion and never think that it's too early or too late. A lot of people, you know, like my parents are always like, okay, just like finish this one thing you want to finish and then move on to the next passion project. And I'm like, no, I want to do it now. And that's fine. Although it's made me like be really busy and maybe I'm a little scrambly and all over the place with my stuff. I have been able to work on my goals from a young age and I'm thankful for that. But I'd hope that in an alternate universe, if Lavinia hadn't started working at her goals at 13, that she would even at 50 or at 60. Because if you're truly passionate about something, again, don't fear what people are going to say or don't be like, oh, I can't do it now. I'm too old. Just do it. Start working towards your passion. Number 21, take negative opinions with a grain of salt. I am a very sensitive little gal. I cry a lot and um, I feel like any emotion I just like transfer into tears and I, um, I take negative criticism to heart but not online criticism that is one thing like hate comments will never break me down I've gotten a few that like have hurt because they're like hit me on a sensitive topic um or get really personal but for those that just like comment on my skin or what I'm doing or they're just like I hate you so much like I don't care you don't know me you know like thanks for boosting my video with your comment so that I don't care about but in person people I care about people close to me I really really care about people's opinions and their validation and I have a really hard time um taking negative criticism and I'm trying to work on this more I think I've made a lot of progress but of course there's still a long way to go I'm only 22 I'm doing lots of learning and these are the ages for lots of learning. But when you get a negative opinion in, and I made a whole episode about how to handle negative opinions, and I talked about a black box. You know, you have these negative opinions going in, and then you filter through them in this box. And what comes out of them is really a positive outlook on them. If it's something that doesn't align with your goals or where you want to be, or it's just like noise, like these hate comments I get, discarded. But if it's like a family member or friend coming to me and coming to me with something that, you know, they care about me and they want me to hear this, I should be able to look at that opinion more neutrally and not take it so personally and not get so emotional with it and, you know, try to see the positive in it. I think that's one one thing that I have started learning and I want to continue working on because I, I think it's important and I think it's important to take a negative criticism because it's one way that you're able to actually grow and learn and if you're listening to other people's opinions but yourself, you will be able to actually grow as a person and develop because that's why diversity is so important and listening to other opinions is so important but it's the way you handle them and the way you kind of categorize them and make sure that you're taking in the right thing so that's why I said take negative opinions with a grain of salt and last but not least I uh, thought of this one pretty early on but my sibling I have one brother but obviously everyone's different some people have lots of siblings some people have like no siblings but I learned this from a very young age, but I still think this every single day. Your sibling is your number one best friend. If you have a sibling and you're not that close with them, I recommend that you at least try because they're the person that grew up with you. They know you at every stage in your life and I think it's a very, very special bond. You know, partners come and go, friendships come and go, but your sibling is that one person that's a constant and I think if you can stay close to that person, that sibling, it's such a beautiful relationship. I love my brother so much and he's truly my best friend. He's also the one editing this podcast. <laughs> um, so hey, Nick. But it's um, it's truly such a blessing and I'm so blessed to have him in my life and be able to, you know, 
go through life with him and see life through his eyes sometimes because it's so crazy. You know, we grew up in the same family, but we're so different, but uh, we're so super close and I, I never want to lose that relationship. So that's definitely something really important to me and something that I keep making sure that I'm maintaining as I get older and as, you know, people separate and friendships kind of disappear I want to always make sure that I stay close to my brother okay is that is all 22 that is 22 things I have learned by 22 years old I really enjoyed that episode I feel like I got a lot off my mind I hope you guys enjoyed this type of talkative episode um thank you so much for joining me in this episode of loud talk with lavi if you're watching on youtube make sure to give this video a thumbs up and let me know down below in the comments what topics you want to see next on loud talk what guests you want to have on let me know i'm so so open to suggestions and if you are listening on apple or spotify or any other streaming platform remember we do film the video version over on youtube as well so go check out loud talk with lavi on youtube and if you are listening on a streaming platform make sure to give this podcast a five-star rating it would mean the world to me but that is it for this episode guys remember to tell yourself something you love about your skin today and you'll hear from me in the next episode of loud talk with lavi bye everyone